perhaps the most widely practiced art form several decades ago, and now making a surprising comeback and hopefully inspiring a new generation of music lovers. Help me to create the ultimate music compilation. Share your recommendation on a theme. Get involved, get mentioned and get listed. Hi, my name is Isat Hazekar and welcome to Build My Mixtape. And we are in the closing sessions of season number one, which is the first mixtape that I want to make. And the theme is artist name or song title that contains the word one. Now, I received loads of recommendations. I'm very grateful for that. I'm now compiling the mixtape. It takes a bit more time than uh, I expected. But, you know, next week around this time, that mixtape should be ready. So I could talk a bit more about the music on that particular mixtape in the podcast episode. But until then, let's talk uh, a bit more about the digital compact cassette. The past two episodes I talked about it uh, in quite some detail. Now I want to talk a bit more about the digital compact cassette and the mini disc, but also other formats that were around at that time. So we're talking about the early 90s. As I said in my previous podcast episode, there was a format war between the DCC, the digital compact cassette, and the mini disc. DCC was Philips, Minidisc was Sony. They both, both companies had uh, their finger in the music industry and therefore they had their own set of artists to release pre-recorded music on their new formats. But there was obviously no crossover because uh, there was competition. There was this sense of uh, a format war. So if you are an artist and you're signed to Sony, then you would not have your music published on a DCC tape and the other way around. So that is obviously for a lot of people very confusing because apart from the fact that they might not be interested in the format war at all, they look at the two formats, they look at the plus and minuses and then choose which one they they think makes the most sense for them personally. And then you would hope that uh, enough is available uh, for the music that you like but yeah obviously if you choose one of the two formats you were limited in the pre-recorded music material that was available to you but the bigger problem between the two was not that they really were competing against each other what they had in common which was a big negative point is that they were quite expensive. Both formats were quite expensive. And if they wanted to be seen cool to the teenagers, the one who actually spent quite a lot of uh, money on music, then um, it was out of their reach. You know, when I go back to the time that I was buying my first DCC deck, and I told uh, a few episodes ago that uh, I was actually had to pay 1300 guilders. Um, can't even recall what that now is in in euros or or pounds sterling but it was at that time a lot of money for me just to put it into uh, perspective I uh, actually worked a whole summer uh, and put all the money aside in order to buy this DCC deck so that was for me like a five six weeks uh, summer job yeah and that shows a bit uh, the dedication that I had for uh, buying my first DCC deck. 
And obviously most people wouldn't take that effort because what else was on the market? Now, vinyl records were in a deep decline because the compact disc was very popular. So when you think about uh, pre-recorded music on a particular format, the CD was there. Yeah, and the music industry was making loads of money on, on CDs. I think they actually made quite quite a good margin on it as well because nowadays when you look at the CD, um, I can I can I can remember that uh, uh, again in Gilders, but uh, there was this Arcadia CD that I really liked. Uh, so Red the Rose is one of my favorite albums, and uh, there was not really that many copies on on a CD, and I could find it somewhere in the shop, and it was seventy Gilders, which is an enormous amount of money for pre-recorded music. Um, just to put it in perspective, at that time, if you would bought the album brand new, I think it was about 25 guilders, something like that. So think about the m amount of money that the music uh, business was making with these pre-recorded for new format called the CD. So they wouldn't be interested in a new format because they were making loads of money anyway. So that is obviously a disadvantage. So, and if you have the music industry not really pushing for this new format, you're already um, having a losing game, yeah? Even though you might own uh, a record company uh, like Philips and Sony, there's only so much you can do. So, when uh, I was obviously born and raised in Eindhoven, so uh, that is Philipstown basically. So if you go to the local record store, there was loads of DCC tapes all over the place because yeah, it it is it is the town where where Philips uh, uh, has made its mark. Yeah, so I was extremely lucky to to live uh, in that town. So I got loads of pre-recorded tapes, and also also these these weren't really uh, cheap. Yeah, so that was quite an investment to uh, have pre-recorded tapes. I still have them, uh, and I'm glad that I uh, that I do have them. And the problem then, as I said, it was the investment. And for most people, uh, they wouldn't care less uh, about this new format because there was also this analog cassette. Yeah, the the analog cassette that we uh, all still love and it getting a bit of a, a resurgence right now. And those analog cassettes, uh, that that format became cheaper. So that was really fueling uh, the the taste buds of of the of the younger generation who did not really have that much money to to spend, and they see that the analog sets became cheaper, so um, they were actually more interested in that format. Most of them uh, already had a Walkman, of course, so uh, they had music on the go. And uh, at that time, you also had uh, portable CD players uh, with shock absorption and, and stuff like that. So uh, if you want to bring the, your CD with you, which is a bit bigger in size, of course, and a bit more impractical to bring along with you. But, you know, I, I had portable CD players and uh, that was fine for me as well. So interestingly, that you had to conclude that there was the competition uh, for DCC and Minidisc that came from the analog set mostly. So it was not that it was the format war that people were expecting uh, to happen. It was just DCC and Minidisc were too expensive. They uh, found it very difficult to sell uh, their format. And I guess that Philips was the first 
to throw throw the towel in the ring because of just that. Um, I was I forgot actually that Sony uh, had like a second push for the format. I think after DCC thrown in the towel, Sony thought, okay, there's no competition anymore, uh, so let's push the format again. And it had it that had a second life, the mini disc. People forget that, but there was a second push. But then, unfortunately, what happened after that is that uh, the Apple came with the iPod. And the iPod was obviously the new format that everybody uh, wanted to have. So the mini disc actually lost against the iPod that came out. And strangely enough, it was something that was like a Philips invention that made the iPod possible because it was all digital of course and the interesting part about the DCC is that um, this well the one of the deliverables of the DCC was not only the physical format and and the music and stuff like that it was also the encryption the digital standard so when you think about mp3 files or any other digital recording uh, format uh, that is actually coming from the DCC so a lot of people don't really realize that that the iPod killed uh, the mini disc format and the iPod was actually based on digital format that was uh, a result of the invention of the DCC and that was very well uh, explained in the uh, DCC Museum documentary, not not as such that it had an impact that it that it killed the mini disc, you know, in in its second wave, but it was really that the digital uh, format uh, made Philips a lot of money. They estimated that it was uh, half a billion over x amount of years. So even though people might see that the DCC was a failure as a format. Well, you know, think twice, because uh, when you are an accountant and you look at uh, at the amount of money that it made, it probably was way more profitable than the mini disc ever was. But difficult to really quantify that, but the the documentary, and I put uh, the link in the show, uh, the documentary made a very good point in uh, realizing that there was this this secret basically about how much the DCC actually uh, was um, bringing cash into the bank for the Philips Corporation. So thinking about all that, um, when you really start to dive deeper into all these formats and what was happening, you know, I was I was uh, very active in, in all these formats uh, when they were battling it out against each other. But you tend to forget very quickly uh, how it really uh, went on. So I, I do recall, you know, now I dive deeper back into my memory banks, that uh, we were comparing uh, the number of DCC decks that were sold compared to mini disc uh, decks uh, before the DCC was uh, basically thrown in the towel. Now the question is, does DCC the deserve a second life well they basically had a second life when you think about all the digital music that you're listening to now because all the streaming providers like spotify that that's all uh yeah a direct descendant of of the digital compact cassette invention basically um 
So yeah, the DC lives on, but not in a way how you are expecting it. Um, what what I would like to see, you know, because I do like the TCC format, uh, I would like to see a new deck coming out where you can uh, record both digital and analog cassettes. Why not? You know, but I think that it is a very niche market. But if you look worldwide, there will be plenty of people interested in buying a new DCC deck, I'm sure. Because when you are interested in an analog set, why not invest a, a little bit more and get uh, a, a far better uh, yeah, quality. Uh, There's still tape, of course, so it has the disadvantages of tape. But on the other hand, you can also argue, uh, why don't you give the mini disc a third life? Because in the end, mini disc, uh, Quality-wise, um, you know, you can be very nitty-gritty and, and and petty about the difference between the quality of mini disc and DCC. But nowadays, you know, can you really hear the difference as a normal consumer? Yeah, do you really notice the difference between the two? I am not so sure. And there's loads of mini discs, the deck uh, decks that you can buy when you look at eBay, for example. So. It is uh, much easier to get a mini disc than uh, uh, to get a DCC deck, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, w I would like to see those formats coming back. But that is probably my my nostalgia. Uh, you know, I'm I'm 50. Uh, probably I've got a midlife crisis or whatever. I'm buying loads of audio equipment at the moment. Uh, no idea. Well, no idea what it really triggered, but. Um, I'm enjoying a reel-to-reel -reel, uh, deck, uh, analog cassette deck. Uh, I'm getting my portable DCC uh, player and recorder um, refurbished at the moment. See if 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 that works. If that is the case, then uh, I will be very happy because I bought those uh, portable DCC player and a portable DCC recorder when when they came out. So you know the, they are like the first generation of of, of its kind, and it would be nice to uh, to use them again uh but yeah let's wait and see maybe in a few weeks from now i can uh, tell everybody that uh, um i've got uh, those uh, players uh, working again that would be great but until that time um i would uh, say to all of you uh, keep an eye on your formats um <laughs> i guess for um the younger generation uh look at uh, uh, the dcc and the mini disc um, because th th they are they are worth your attention, uh, both are, and uh, maybe you might be interested in uh, having a tipping your toe into maybe getting one and uh, playing around and record on those uh, on those formats, and uh, uh, hopefully you enjoy that as much as I would, yeah, or I am actually. Okay, so hopefully next week I can talk about the first mixtape. That would be nice. Uh, I couldn't then, then say uh, what music is uh, on the tapes and um, maybe some of the songs that have uh, a particular story behind them. So stay tuned and uh, I hope you subscribe to this podcast and uh, i see you next time.